This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620-CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest crop report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Seeding is moving ahead rapidly across the province. The Public Safety Agency launches a safety awareness campaign about wildfires this spring. So far there have been 80 wildfires, slightly above normal for this time of year. We also have a look at Manitoba crops and seeding. And the Saskatoon region launches a campaign to generate interest in new agribusinesses. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazink Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazink, 306-721-6667. Seeding is rapidly moving ahead across the Saskatchewan Grain Belt. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says seeding is up from 9% last week. Farmers have made great progress so far. You know, last week was uh, 9% and we're up to 38% this week. So it's a huge jump and it's well ahead of the uh, five-year average of 22%. What kind of progress by region? Mostly the south is ahead, of course. They had an earlier start, but the, the north has actually picked up quite a bit. I'm making some good progress as well. They're sitting up in the 30% zone. Which is most advanced, which is least advanced? The southwest is the most advanced with 56%, and the northeast is the last one in the race, I guess, with 22% seeded. Has there been any moisture this past week? Very little, but the, the area of the province that did see moisture was the southwest, ranging from the Console and Maple Creek area all the way over to Valmarie, and there was upwards of 25 millimeters reported in the Admiral area. What is the topsoil moisture rating right now? Topsoil moisture for both cropland and hay and pasture dropped a little bit this, this past week with more of it leaning towards the short and very short. Uh, you know, so we have 31% adequate for cropland, 45% short, and 23% very short for cropland, and then 22% adequate 45% short and 32% very short for hay and pasture. So things are drying up out there and uh, we definitely need some rain to help uh, producers out. So dry conditions cause some concern about possible wildfires? Uh, yeah, the, the dry conditions are definitely raising concerns about fires, not only wildfires but also field fires, you know, and uh, producers are being active and making some fire guards around uh, high-risk areas such as, you know, along ditches where um, where some fires can start just from the highway and uh, drivers and such. Um, and several RMs across several regions in the province have enacted fire bans. Some delayed seeding because of the dry weather? Yeah, mainly with canola. You know, it's recommended that canola is seeded at half, uh, half inch to one inch depth. Um, and any lower or deeper than that is you're going to run into some issues. So right now there's just 
isn't in enough moisture in that top half inch to inch. So most producers or some producers in the province are, are holding off until they get some rain so they can seed their canola. Matt Struthers compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Co-op Hale Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years, and they'll be there for you. The Public Safety Agency of Saskatchewan says the wildfire risk is high across the southern part of the province. Vice President of Operations Steve Roberts says the agency has launched a publicity campaign to warn residents of the dangers of accidentally starting prairie wildfires. Spring for Saskatchewan is often seeing wildfires, uh, primarily in, in the aglands and in the southern parts of the forest, and that's primarily due to the spring conditions. We have dry fuel, we haven't had spring rains, and you know they haven't, leaves haven't come out, so we call that pre-green up, and those are you know, areas when and times when we have higher risk of wildfire in the south. So how high is the risk this year? So this year where uh, typical spring conditions, our highest hazards are in south-central Saskatchewan at this time, which would be typical. Uh, we drive from the south all the way up to the north in the northern parts of the province right now. It's still cool, just coming out of winter. But the, the other part and the reason for our media campaign is that uh, almost all exclusively the fires in the spring are human caused. So they're from recreational activities, uh, industrial activities such as farming, uh, people doing yard cleanup, uh, trying to get some debris removed and trees. And so when those happen, those fires that do start in spring uh, tend to be human caused. So we want to be out in front of that and let people know ahead of time to be cautious. Do you consider the hazard this year high? Hazards this year are typical, uh, not extreme compared to previous years. We always see a bump about this time in May um, before the crops start to come out in the south. Um, if we got a couple days of good rain, anywhere where we've had some rain patterns, we're starting to see the leaves pop out. And when that happens, the fire hazard starts to drop again. And then we don't see lightning-caused fires typically in the province till June uh, through early August. So what's your advice to the public? What precautions should they take? Well, if they are doing uh, burning, you know, so if they have a burn permit and they're cleaning up some yard debris, be especially cautious. People underestimate how dry the fuel is, the grasses and the shrubs at this time of year. Um, be cautious about, we get lots of spring windy conditions, so don't be doing any burning in the wind. If people are eager to get out on the landscape and they have their quads and they're out there, uh, be cautious as well. Uh, parking a, a quad in dry grass uh, with a hot muffler, you know, is a hazard. If they're smoking, make sure, or having a spring fire or wiener roast this time of year, you know, take caution, make sure they're out, uh, take water with you, and be especially, you know, extra diligent, you know, when you're in those kind of situations. Have we had many or any wildfires in southern Saskatchewan in the Grain Belt? So I'm looking at the the books. We've only had 88 fires year to date. That's slightly above uh, our five-year average of 77. We only have two active fires on the board, and the majority of our fires have occurred in the southern half of the province so far this year. You've had 80 wildfires already this year. What's the worst hit areas? Areas. Well, they're actually um, all across the fringe, so they tend to be things like ditch fires, 
um, clean up fires, um, again, primarily burning agriculture type activities, recreational type. So they're not lightning fires. Um, we see that it, that's fairly common, as you see by our average. By this time of the year, we usually see about 70 fires province-wide, and we're slightly above that in the 80s. And the dry weather just makes it more worse. That's right. Well, it'll be that way until we get some, you know, some appreciate, you know, a couple of days of nice rain. Um, and there are pockets of province that have received rain, and they're in low hazards right now. So we do have a public website that shows you your fire hazard anywhere in the province that you can access if people are wondering if, you know, should I have a fire, should I be concerned. Um, Also, every municipality has the ability uh, to put on a fire ban, so be cognizant of that. Um, As things get drier, lots of municipalities will put on their own fire ban. At this time, there is no provincial fire ban, but again, be cautious that locally there may be a fire ban. Steve Roberts is the Vice President of Operations for the Public Safety Agency of Saskatchewan. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Brian Peria, he is with Canfax. Hey, Brian, how are you? Sean, hey, doing well. How about these cattle markets? The, the, like uh, you said to me before we started here, everything is on the move. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and it's been a, I kind of call it a frustrating market. There's a lot of optimism out there and a lot of good news stories uh, from the demand perspective coming through COVID. You know, who really would have thought? talking all the concerns and issues with COVID, how much, how strong demand has been, how amazing it's been. And there's almost, you know, right now, the recovery out of COVID, uh, you know, looks phenomenal as we try and get restaurants going in North America and everything like that. But uh, unfortunately, it feels like the grain producers are having a heyday, hog producers are doing well, and the cattle guys are kind of left on the back burner right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, just it, with this. And, and with demand being that strong, Right, because we, we, we always talk about how, oh, it's great when demand is rocking. And in this case, it is. It's been very, very good. But like you said, it just has not, it's just sort of refused to work its way back to the actual producer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we just got that bottleneck there with, with packing capacity. And then, you know, talking, you know, we can still go back, not going to dwell on COVID all day long, but, you know, there's still some issues, you know, plants have not, especially in the United States specifically, you know, Canada's done a phenomenal job. The recovery coming out of COVID, the uh, processing rates getting right back to where they were bigger than pre-COVID came quickly, you know, by June or July last year. Was the U.S. seems to still be struggling a bit. Uh, they just haven't been able to get their big kills up. There's still a lot of cattle on feed, um, you know, some of the record large numbers to start the year kind of thing. And then they had some storms in February and then some cooler maintenance, just all these little things where you need everything to just be humming perfectly. And it's been anything but that. It hasn't been a disaster, but it hasn't been been very good. And, uh, you know, we just haven't been able to pass these dollars back to, to cattle producers. The feedlots just don't have any bargaining power seven dollar corn or six dollar corn or more seven or more you know guys got to move cattle and uh that kind of keeps you know the, the cash advance has not gone into the cattle prices yeah we've seen a real move up in the carcass in the in the cutout value it's uh it, it has been very very strong yeah 
Yeah, phenomenal. You think back 2014, 2015, you know, those are the glory days of the cattle markets. You know, we saw cutouts get up to 265, I think was the all-time high there. And, you know, we're over $300 today. You know, the only other time we saw anything like this was last year when we had massive meat, almost meat shortages, uh, you know, couldn't keep meat on the retail shelf. So besides outside of normal functioning market, we've got record large beef production and we've got rec record high uh, wholesale beef prices right now. So, you know, uh, exports continue to be strong as well. Uh, the global marketplace is very, very keen. China continues to buy, you know, larger and larger amounts of beef from North America, which also bodes well, but uh, we're just waiting. Demand for beef is very good. We just need the demand for cattle to come around and it will, I think, but it, it's always a slow moving beast and it could take us a, a few more months until we really you know get to start to fire everything get firing for us on the pork side we've seen you know, yesterday we had rick bergman from canadian pork council uh on real ag live and he talked about some alberta producers that are trying to negotiate with packers and come up with some sort of formula system where you know they're paid on a percentage of the cutout similar to what uh happens in quebec is that something you've heard from beef circles at all? Has people been frustrated by this gap between the live price and the cutout? Well, there's massive frustration out there, absolutely. When we're seeing packer margins, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars and feedlots still losing money today. Um, you know, there's certainly, there's been light talk of it. I don't know if it's really made big rounds in policy discussions, to be honest. Maybe I've been maybe a little bit outside of some of that but uh, there's always hesitancy i think from the cattle guys on the free market system um but honestly yeah there, there's getting starting to be a big notice between the spread between live cattle prices and wholesale prices and i guess you know from a market point of view it's just this supply glut to cattle and hopefully it'll work through the system and i think it will on its own you know it's not an easy situation but hopefully coming through the other end you know, we, we get to see a little bigger portion of uh, of those dollars down the road. So, uh, you know, if you tie yourself too closely to it, uh, you may lose some opportunities possibly down the road. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in. No appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy sky today. 30% chance of showers late this afternoon. The high 21, the low plus 3. Tomorrow, sunny, the high 23, the low 7. Saturday, sunny, the high 22, the low 8. Sunday, sunny, the high 22, the low 9. Monday, sunny, the high 29, the low 12. Tuesday, sunny, the high 28, the low 11. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high near 26 degrees. Normal high for this date, 19. The normal low is 4. The sun rose at 5.13 this morning. It sets at 8.36 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Last Mountain Lake, 21.5 degrees. Collins Bay up north, the cold spot at plus 4. Estevan is 19, Saskatoon 20, Swift Current 14, Weyburn 19, Yorkton is 20. Regina cloudy, 20 degrees, 68 Fahrenheit, and it's more like partly cloudy would be a better way to put it. There's sun shining out right now. Winds are from the east-northeast at 8. Humidity is 26%. 
the barometer dropping 102.0. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 20, winds are from the north at 9. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 20, that's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. According to this week's Manitoba Crop Report, 44% of the province's spring crops have been seeded, slightly behind the four-year average of 51% for this date. Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist Dane Fraze says farmers made really good progress over the past week. We've uh, had fairly dry, uh, reasonably warm daytime conditions for the most part, and field access hasn't been a problem uh, in much of the province. But you do still see one or two pictures on Twitter where uh, farmers found that the only wet hole on their entire farm so obviously there are some wet spots uh, but they are few and far between so seeding progress has uh, progressed fairly rapidly we're right on par with the uh, last year and closely behind the four-year average we've been a little bit slower than our four-year average only due to the fact that it's been cool at night we've had very cold overnight temperatures we've had lows dipping down to minus 10 regularly so frost every night and that really prevents the soil from warming up uh, as fast as you would like. So farmers are holding off seeding some of their little more sensitive crops, uh, given that it's still a fairly early calendar date. They're not in any urgent, urgent rush to get that crop in the ground and hoping for better conditions and some moisture to go along with it. Southwestern Manitoba remains dry. There was uh, next to no measurable or appreciable precipitation across the entire region. Um, it was a little bit calmer in terms of wind conditions, but uh, still cool, and uh, farmers are progressing with seeding there. So it's in full swing, uh, particularly with cereals. Uh, field peas are nearly done, and some have started to emerge, while most are just swelling up at that water in the addition stage. Oats is a little bit further behind, only about 35% complete, and corn planting is shortly behind that. And he says winter cereals have emerged. Winter cereals are up. They are starting to tiller. Um, regrowth has been slow, just due to those cool overnight temperatures and frosts. Um, preventing a lot of rapid growth. So they've dehardened, and we can't get too many more of these uh, cold temperatures or they will start to suffer. Uh, but so far, winter survivability of those cereals has been good. Um, as long as they're able to access moisture, they are putting on growth, albeit slowly, so we do need heat and rain for pretty much everything, those included. Phrase says there are some pests to be monitored. Flea beetles are emerging, and they are becoming a concern. There's only a couple canola fields emerged so far. Um, but flea beetles will rapidly find those canola fields where they are up and begin feeding. So we, we caution farmers, if you're considering planting canola, um, aim for those optimal conditions. We want canola to pop out of the ground quickly, so uh, seeding it when soil temperatures are at least 8 to 10 degrees Celsius really helps it germinate and emerge faster. And obviously we would like to see it into moisture, but uh, if, if no moisture is there within the top inch and a half, uh, don't chase depth with canola and uh, seed it shallow into the dust and wait for a rain to germinate that crop uniformly. 
Sprays says pastures are slow to have green growth due to cool, dry weather and some overgrazing last fall. Not as good as we would like. Again, those cool and dry conditions are preventing a lot of new growth from being put on. Uh, so cattle are eagerly looking over the fence, wondering when they can get over uh, to the pasture. But they're probably a little surprised why there's not a lot of green growth there right now. Um, pastures were damaged fairly extensively last fall with overgrazing uh, just due to the lack of rainfall we had in 2020 meaning that um, those pastures were, were depleted of nutrient reserves and grazed longer than they normally would be due to um, shortages of feed at that time. So they're taking longer to recover. They don't have that same carbohydrate reserve in the roots to really pump them up for new growth this year. It'll take time, and producers generally have enough um, feed left for uh, cattle in corrals and on stockyards, but they will be running out shortly if cattle aren't turned out to pasture. So. In some cases, the cattle are being turned already, but it's still generally less than about 20% of, of grazing land is, is being uh, has cattle stocked on it right now. Dane Fraze is a crop specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A strategy is being developed to attract value-added agribusiness to the Saskatoon area. The latest step is an 80-page report called Project Ribbon. Led by the Saskatchewan Regional Economic Development Authority, known as SHRIDA, the document provides a starting point for interested companies. SHRIDA President and CEO Alex Fallon says three locations were examined in the rural municipalities of Corman Park, Vanskoy, and Blucher. We looked for sites across the Saskatoon region and we're looking for things like land availability, the infrastructure already in place, obviously links to transport, whether it be road or rail, uh, workforce, and also to be able to be serviced by uh, different utilities. So we've identified three uh, ideal locations, one uh, north of Saskatoon, one in the southeast, and one in the southwest. Um, All three sites have good potential. Balances prospective companies want all types of information. Two of the most important things are, you know, the time scales to be able to develop these type of sites. And then, of course, you know, how much is that going to cost at an estimated level? Because, you know, it's all about the business case for them and uh, looking at the cost of the inputs into these facilities, how much does cost to develop and service the site, and then, um, you know, the cost of transporting the commodities outside of Saskatchewan. So absolutely, this type of information really helps decision-making process of these companies, and the more information on the costs and timescales we can provide to them, uh, hopefully the quicker they can uh, decide that the Saskatchewan region is a good place for uh, their facility. Several other centres in Western Canada already have so-called agri-parks. I think it's fair to say that uh, we are a bit behind other regions. You know, we've seen investments go into Manitoba and other places over the last probably five years. And so Project Ribbon really does help um, catch us up in terms of that investment readiness. So the next time one of these businesses is looking at Western Canada, we've got a strong case to show them uh, everything from sites, cost and timescales. Fallon remains confident there will be new agribusiness development in the Saskatoon region. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. 
Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell $55 at $788.87. Number one red spring wheat went down $429 at $317.42. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $290.27. Feed barley, $294.68. Flax, $712.63. Lentils, $770.50. Oats, $209.53. Yellow peas 383.70 and feed wheat 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are down 25 cents this morning at 7.40 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of May the 12th. A smaller sale this week with 840 in the sort, 360 cows and bulls, a total of 1,200 head for the week. Cows were a bit stronger here this week on those high-yielding kind of cows. Bulls were barely steady. D1, D2 cows, 93 to 103, sales to 107, 108. D3 cows, 83 to 93. Cows are averaging 95 cents. Good bulls, dollar to dollar 10, sales to dollar 12. On to the pre-sort sale. These light grass cattle still selling strong. The heavy cattle selling under pressure. On the steer side, 425 pound steers, 256. 500 pounders, 243. Here's some red, black, exotic steers weighing 575 pounds at 233. 650 pound steers, 219. My favorite pen, 710 pound tan steers, 208. 800 pounders at 194. 850 pound black steers, 179. And 950 pound steers at 160. On to the heifer side. 425-pound heifers, 201, 575-pound heifers, 194, 710-pound tan heifers, 177, 800-pound tan heifers at 167. Here is a pen of replacement quality black, black rock-a-face heifers, 840 pounds at 166. That's $1,390. This Friday, May the 14th, bread cow and cow-calf pair sale. Expecting 100 pairs, 50 breads, Featured in the sale is a total herd dispersal of Melvin Gross of Yorkton. He will have some purebred red Angus pears amongst them. Sale starts at 11 o'clock this Friday. And all of you who are out there planting your crop, stay safe. Like the old timers would say, seed in the dust, your bins will bust. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,700 hogs Wednesday. Selling in a range of 230 to 244 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 head. Selling in a range of 230 to 245 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 60 to 68 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was steady, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2096. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 82.35 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region pulling back $2.51 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day, while the national region is inched higher by 2 cents. Despite the pullback in the Western Corn Belt, the trend remains higher, and when reference base prices are calculated later today for week ending May 15th, values will be higher than a week ago, 
as they also will be in the formula regions. This morning's export sales report showed physical deliveries remain essentially trendline with the beginning of the year, coming in at 41,865 metric tons for the reporting period. Mexico was the number one destination, taking 14,200 metric tons, while China took delivery of a respectable 12,300 metric tons. New net sales were somewhat disappointing, all things considered, coming in 69% lower than the previous week and 16% lower than the five-year average, with the week representing the lowest new net sales showing up on the report so far this year. Lean hog futures got lower at the open. Futures values still remain amid the highs, despite showing some softness over the past five sessions. Some market watchers have been calling for a correction for weeks, and also to watch exports for signs of when that correction may be triggered, but it will likely take subsequent disappointing export reports to usher in any real trend reversal. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI. Farmers get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers insuring farmers, municipalhail.ca. The Saskatchewan government says the forestry sector is booming in the province, with over $1.1 billion worth of forest products sold last year. That's almost a 30% jump from the previous year. Prices for many forest products are now at record highs, including lumber, oriented strand board, and treated wood products for decks and fences. Since last summer, global market demand has surged for home construction and renovation materials. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says forestry in Saskatchewan supports thousands of jobs while producing important products like tissue paper, cabinetry and housing construction materials. Forestry is northern Saskatchewan's largest sector with 8,000 jobs in seven major forest product facilities and over 200 smaller supply businesses. More than 75% of Saskatchewan forest products are exported to other countries valued at $700 million. The growing Asian economy and housing recovery in the U.S. are important markets. This year, Saskatchewan is expected to harvest and produce record levels of timber and forest products with a $2 billion potential. On the markets, the TSX is up 36 points at 19,144. The Dow has risen 488 points at 34,075. Oil is down 256 at 82.33 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 7 hundredths of a cent at 82.33 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.